Yo, yo, if I said it, then I meant it. There's life and death inside of the tongue, sharper than a two-edged sword. Which side do you want? Big dog, Christ-blooded. Yo, you probably your runt. When we touch down, we kicking it. You probably your putt. It's real. Look, look, this your boy Jarrell Golden, man, CEO of Imago Day Records, and I'm chilling with MTMV Sports, and I suggest that you keep it locked. 48 coming soon, too. Be ready. Young man, humble. Hey, yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, a.k.a. Boopy, and you listening to MTMV Sports. Scat. Hey, everybody. This is the Lombardi Season Podcast, Episode 2. Um, we came off a big win this week. Uh, that's a good thing. A lot better than last week, coming off that loss to the Chargers uh, this week. We defeated the Carolina Panthers 24-16. to um, We're going to get into that today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how the defense played, how the offense played, uh, talk about this bye week that we're going into and in the remainder of the season. So uh, this week uh, on defense, uh, one thing we talked about last week was how we've been giving up too many big plays throughout the season, and uh, that kind of continued on Sunday. We gave up one big play to DJ Moore at the beginning of the game. Um, that came on a busted coverage. I don't know, uh, what Kevin King was doing. I don't know if he was in the wrong coverage or, uh, if he was just, uh, if he just blew it. I don't know. But, uh, Kevin King, what he left him wide open. Um, he was the only one playing zone while everybody else was in man. And, uh, that gave, that gave the Carolina Panthers a big play, uh, in the beginning. I think it was on the very first drive, uh, or maybe their second, but, uh, it led to a touchdown. And, uh, our our defense is really getting into the trend of the whole bend don't break thing. Uh I'm not a big fan of that. It's worked so far. Obviously we're 8 and 2, but uh I'm not a huge fan of the bend don't break uh, cuz it scares me. Right now it's working and we're 8 and 2, but uh if we bend and bend and bend in the playoffs and then do break, uh we lose and there's no coming back from that. So I'm not a huge fan of the bend don't break. I'm glad it's working right now. I'm glad we're making plays. Um towards the end of big drives and uh not breaking but yeah it's gonna work right now but when it stops working it that's it that's just the end we just lose in the playoffs and I, i really don't want that to happen um one big thing to talk about this week is uh the return of ibrahim campbell uh he was he's been out all season he went out last year uh and he was out all year uh he was playing really good last year whenever he went out and uh, this year, at the beginning of the year, Raven Green was playing outstanding for us. And Ibrahim uh, Campbell is that guy that is going to play a lot like Raven Green. He's a bigger guy, hybrid safety that can come down and play linebacker. Uh, he he, uh, he he did come in and made an immediate impact this week, and it, it was really good for us. Uh, I noticed one early, uh, I think it was in the first half, um, he made a huge play on a screen pass where – uh, if you're just looking at the stats, it's not going to show up. And if you just watch the play as a casual fan, you're probably not even going to notice. But he played it perfectly. And if he hadn't been there, Christian McCaffrey would have had a lot of room to run. But uh, he played it perfectly. He waited it out. He didn't overrun it. And he was in the perfect position to where when McCaffrey caught the ball and turned around, he couldn't go uh, through that hole that would have been there. And uh, we stopped him for like a loss of four yards. So that was a huge play that Ibrahim Campbell made. And uh, I'm not saying Ibrahim Campbell's, you know, like a superstar safety hybrid linebacker or whatever. No. What he's get doing is he's going to be in the right place at the right time, make the right place. He's a good tackler. And that's just what we've needed on our defense. We need somebody solid who's not going to make mistakes, who's just going to do his job. 
and uh, with Raven Green out, Ibrahim Campbell's great for that. Um, he he had a few tackles and he forced a fumble. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't recover it, but uh, he did force a fumble, and that that was great. I like to see him uh, coming back and playing well like that. Um, one thing that I noticed about our defense, and this is a few weeks that has happened this season is uh, every time that we're coming into the week scared of a player, you know, against the Cowboys, it was Zeke, um, uh, the Chargers, Keenan Allen maybe, you know, different different stars on teams. We have held them in check pretty well. The offense in general we didn't. The offense did good uh, going back to the whole bend, don't break thing. But uh, against Zeke, we were scared all week coming in that, Zeke was going to tear us apart because the run defense was so bad. And then we come in and Zeke didn't even outplay our guy. Our guy had four touchdowns, outrushed Zeke. Um, and the same thing, you know, we played the Chargers. Keenan Allen's their star. I, I didn't hear a whole lot of talk about Keenan Allen coming into the game being scared about it. But still, that's their star. And uh, he made no noise whatsoever in the game. And like I said, I know their offense still tore us apart. I'm not saying that. But, like, we've done really good at stopping the stars on teams. So this week, coming into this game, it was a big Christian McCaffrey deal and uh me if you heard me last week i was scared of what mccaffrey was going to do to us because he's been tearing the league apart well uh he only had 108 yards on 20 rushes he had uh i think 33 uh receiving yards too um so i mean we held him in check pretty well compared to what he's doing to other defenses and uh i think that was the the game changer as aaron jones outplayed him and uh I'm really I'm glad to see our defense whenever we key on a guy that we're able to at least um, hold the guy that we're keying on. I think I think that's good and that's going to help us in the playoffs. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about on defense. This is kind of funny when I've been seeing on Twitter, but I also think it's true. Uh, Kenny Clark saw the tweets. He must have because uh, Kenny Clark's been taking a lot of flack this season. Um, he you know he's in a contract year. And he played awesome last year, and a lot of people have been saying that maybe the reason he played awesome is because he had Mike Daniels right beside him that was lightening the load for him. And that may be true, but Kenny Clark dominated yesterday. He dominated, um, well, I say yesterday, I'm recording this on Monday. You'll be hearing it on a Tuesday. He dominated on Sunday. He, uh, he had the highest PFF grade of our whole defense. He had 10 pressures in this game, which is his most he's ever had in a game. He uh, destroying the O line on off or on uh, when they ran the ball and when they were passing the ball. Kenny Clark was there. He played awesome, and this was easily his best game he's had this season. And hopefully that continues to spiral upward. Uh, and you know, because I want that big contract for Kenny, because Kenny's one of the best D linemen in the league. He's an awesome guy. He's big. He holds his ground. Uh, he's a really strong dude. I hope that we're. Uh, I hope that he continues this and we give him that big contract because I'd like to keep him around with the two Smiths and I think our D line will be set for a few years to come. Uh, talking to off. Talking about the offense. Um, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams showed up. Uh, that was a big part of our win. We ran the ball extremely well. The offensive attack was extremely balanced. Um, Aaron Jones had 13 carries for 93 yards and three touchdowns. That's a 7.7-yard average. Uh, Jamal Williams had uh, 13 carries for 63 yards on a 4.8 average. And uh, so both our running backs showed up. They did great. Uh we uh, I saw this stat today, and it, I tweeted it out because it's a really cool stat. 
Running backs this week, percentage of time facing eight defenders in the box. Uh, the top three were number one, Aaron Jones, number two, Jamal Williams, number three, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was, had faced eight men in the box 30%, 35% of times that he carried the ball. Jamal Williams at two saw eight defenders in the box 46% of the time. And Aaron Jones, the number one back that faced eight defenders in the box this week, he faced eight defenders 70% of the time. So 70% of the time there was eight men in the box, and he still destroyed the Panthers for 7.7 yards of carry and had three touchdowns. Jamal Williams showed up, and uh, that's that's kind of been the thing all season. It's been, uh, other than the Chargers game where our offense was horrible, it's been Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones. They One of them have been making plays every week, and uh, Aaron Jones, he's got to be in the MVP conversation. If we're talking about McCaffrey, we're talking about Davin Cook, we got to be talking about Aaron Jones. I know he's not up there in yards like uh, McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook are rushing-wise, but scrimmage yards, he's on pace for over 1,500 this season, and uh, he's already at 14 touchdowns. He he and McCaffrey are tied for the league leading touchdowns. Um, so Aaron Jones has to be in that MVP conversation. He's playing amazing. Um, I, I really think that Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones can keep up this play, that uh, he, he might see a contract in the future. I, not necessarily that I want him to. Um, I love Aaron Jones as a back, but I'm not really with the signing running backs to big deals thing. Uh, if anybody keeps up with me on Twitter, I've voiced that about Zeke. I've voiced that about Melvin Gordon. I just don't think it's a good idea. I love running backs. I love Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is one of my favorite running backs of all time at the moment. Um, but I just don't, I don't like paying him that much, but I mean, I'm not going to be mad if we give him a contract if he keeps producing like this. He is, he is a monster in the red zone. He can score. He scores all the time. He, like I said, he's at 14 total touchdowns this season. Um, looking looking at the passing game, Devontae Adams is back. Um, I told y'all not to worry. Rodgers isn't forcing him the ball. This offense is going to work just fine with Devontae Adams. He, Devontae is, oh man, if you watch the game, Dude is dude's awesome. He catches the craziest balls. Aaron Rodgers knows him. He trusts him, and he throws it to him. And Devontae has that confidence. Devontae plays with that confidence. I mean, just the way he gets up after that big reception he had, the uh, 40-something yarder or 38-yard, whatever, that big gain he had down the sideline, the way he gets up, like you can just see the confidence in Devontae Adams. Like he, He's a top-five receiver. I've been saying it for a couple years now. He's a top-five receiver. He's on pace. He missed four games. He's on pace to go for 78 receptions over a thousand yards and that's missing four games i know he hasn't caught a touchdown yet this season but he's due a couple hopefully we use him in the red zone more uh we didn't use him in the red zone that much i actually noticed him out of the game a few times in the red zone i don't know if that's because we were specifically game planning for the run i don't i don't really know why he wasn't but uh i definitely see him catching up on those touchdowns he's definitely not going to have the touchdown numbers he had the previous two seasons he, he's been on fire touchdown wise previous two seasons i don't see that happening again but I, I expect him to you know start to get some of those touchdowns up um as far as lafleur uh play calling wise the play calling was back it was nothing like the chargers game it really seemed like he got into the flow of what he was wanting to do um i really love the call at the end of the half to go for it uh I know we didn't get it. Um, 
I really, I know he said, he said in his press conference that he would do it again and he would have just called something different. I don't necessarily think he should have called something different. I think it was just a botched block. You know, Bakhtiari had a terrible block. I think Lindsley had a terrible block. Uh, two guys got heat free and hit Williams as soon as he got the ball. Um, maybe, maybe the only different call I could think is I, I really don't understand why you don't have Devontae Adams in. And, uh, you know, Jamal, I don't have a problem with Jamal being in the game, but when you have Jamal Williams in and you don't have Devontae Adams in, it kind of tells the defense, yeah, I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to run it right down your throat because Jamal is considered our power back, and when Devontae is easily the best receiver and not in the game and you put in our best blocking tight end, like, you can kind of tell we're about to run the ball. And uh, so the Carolina Panthers saw that coming, and they shut it down. But I do like the call. I like instilling the confidence in the offense, uh, letting them know that, hey, I do trust you. I know you can get it. And I I think our offense can get it. I think that was just one of those freak things um, that we'll get in the future. I don't really see that being a problem. The offense overall played good. I know Rodgers' numbers weren't crazy, MVP out of this world, but Rodgers played good. He missed a couple deep throws. Um, I am going to be the guy. I'm going to be that guy. I give him a pass because it was snowing pretty hard. Um, First game playing in the weather this year. I know he's used to it over the years, but this is his first time playing in it this season, and uh, I give him a pass on a few of those deep balls. Um, I do think that, a couple couple passes should have been defensive pass interference. The one that they called offensive pass interference on Devontae was absolutely horrible. Um, it seems like the Packers are getting uh, screwed on a couple of those offensive pass interference calls these past few weeks. The Lazard one this week was terrible. Uh, I don't I, Lazard must have superhuman strength to be able to throw Cockerell ten yards down the field just by touching his forearm. Uh, the ref apparently thinks so. Yeah, the that call was horrible, and I think that call was called by the the ref on the other side of the field. So he just it looked like he just saw him react, and uh, he just threw the flag because of the reaction. And I hate that. And we're not going to challenge it because y'all know how the refs have been this season about uh, overturning the calls. So uh, I I don't know. I feel like a couple plays we left out there. Uh, Rogers' stats probably would have looked a little better if we don't get offensive pass interference on two big plays that should have been defensive pass interference, maybe. But um, Rogers over, overall played good. He got stuff done. Uh, we were pretty good on third down, not great, but uh, we got we got it done. And I like a lot of times we were getting first downs on first down. Uh, we were running the ball down their throat. Jamal Williams, I specifically remember. Uh, I think it was the first drive of the second half or maybe the second drive of the second half uh jamal williams just it was like three straight runs of 10 plus yards like we were just driving it down their throats and that's the offense that we want to see that's the offense that we want to get into and keep for the rest of the year and that's definitely what we're going to need against the 49ers because they're going to run it down our throats too and uh i think we got to keep that running game going Uh, i really liked how we ran the ball i really like how the offense played in general talking about the bye week coming up um we uh the good thing is we're already relatively healthy it feels like a lot of times uh the past few seasons we've been going into the bye week trying to get healthy and we spend most of our time doing that and i think it's really going to help us this season we're actually for the most part healthy there's not very many players out right now um knock on wood but we're we are we've stayed healthy this season and uh, i think that's 
a big reason why we're eight and two. A lot of teams have been a lot more injured than we have been, and I think the being healthy is going to give us a better opportunity to plan for the Forty ers coming up after the bye week. Um, we're going to have a lot a lot more time to focus and not worry about the getting healthy part and the rehabbing part because you know everybody's been pretty healthy. Um, so I think that's pretty cool that we haven't been used to the past few seasons. Um, one other thing, we need to stay focused. We had the, the, I know everybody saw the media talking about how the Packers might not have been focused. Aaron Rodgers, uh, even talked about it after the Chargers game. Um, and I, I think that was the case too. I think you had a bunch of kids out in California and you don't get to do anything for Green Bay for such a long time. When you get out to California, you just want to party and go crazy. And I'm sure that's what happened with a bunch of our players. Um, I definitely, I definitely want to see us, um, stay focused over this week i know a lot of them will get a little bit of a break and uh that's fine go have fun and get your break but i I just want them to stay focused because we're in a really good position right now sitting at eight and two we're second we're the second seed right now because we've got the tiebreaker over the saints with uh being undefeated in our division so um i mean we control our own destiny right now if we i mean we can for sure clinch the two seed just by not losing another game and then the 49ers have a pretty tough schedule coming up, and they, there's a very good possibility that they lose two, maybe three games, and um, including one to us. And it, we control our own destiny right now. We can easily get the two seed just – I say easily, but uh, we could get the two seed just by winning every, the remainder of our games. And if the 49ers, you know, they play the, same, the Seahawks tonight, they uh, hopefully they lose that game. And uh, we, you know, we gain a game on them, trying to get to that one seed, and uh, then we get them, and we could give them to their second straight loss if they lose the Seahawks, and uh, then we'll be the one seed, and we can control our own destiny for the one seed. I think we're set up in a great position. Um, obviously, I'm not asking, you know, for I, I'm not going to ask the Packers, you know, to be perfect. I mean, I'd love for it, but you know, they're humans. It's football. Other teams get paid too. Um, but you know the the idea is let's win out and get that first seed. Um, the Forty ers schedule I know includes the Seahawks, the Saints, and the Packers. So the Forty ers could end up not even being a wild card if the Seahawks continue to play lots out like they have. Um, I don't really have a yeah. I mean I do. I have a preference. I I would rather the Forty ers um be the wild card team than the Seahawks. Uh, because I. I don't particularly want to see the Seahawks. Um, I want to see the Seahawks lose a game before they get to us because the Seahawks seem to always be our kryptonite. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter which one. If, if the Seahawks make the playoffs, either way, we're gonna maybe see them. And uh, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of scared of the Seahawks because they they've been our kryptonite in the playoffs. They my worst memory of Packers football probably ever is the 2014-15, whatever you want to call it, NFC Championship game. Well, I don't even want to talk about it, really. Um, the Seahawks are, are a kryptonite. I hate playing them in the playoffs. They scare the crap out of me. Russell Wilson always pisses me off whenever we're when I'm watching. Um, I love Russell Wilson. I just hate playing against him. Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. Uh, I think the MVP favorite this season. But I absolutely hate playing against him. But... Uh, definitely, I think we control our own destiny uh, for at least the two seed. Even if the 49ers were to win out, I don't see it happening. But even if they did, the Saints, we have the tiebreaker. If we just went out, we've got the two seed. So, uh, 
I, the one other thing I want to talk about going into this bye week, uh, just because we need more content because we're going to be not having a game for a week, is I, I don't really see a clear favorite right now in the NFL. I really don't. The Patriots, they just lost to the Ravens. They look vulnerable. That defense is still good, but they don't look as good against a formidable offense. Um, I still don't buy the 49ers right now. I do think they're a good team, don't get me wrong, but the 8-0, I think that's just a facade. I think that they're going to play some of these tougher teams, and they're going to lose two, three, four games. I really do. I don't think Garoppolo's as good as advertised. I think he's going to turn the ball over, continue to turn the ball over. Uh, The run game's good. I think they'll continue to be good, but you can't sustain the crazy rushing that they've been doing. Uh, I think they're going to slip up a few games. The defense is legit. The defense is legitimately good uh, with Bosa and Richard Sherman. Now, Alexander, Quan Alexander, is out for the season. And I hate that for him because I hate when any player goes down. But that's definitely advantage Packers. That's definitely advantage other teams because Quan Alexander is a great player. And uh, he, you know, that's a great player on that defense. So that's going to hurt the 49ers defense. And like I said, I hate when a player goes down. I hate when a player gets injured. But, you know, it is advantage Packers. Um, So, I, I, you know, I'm not cheering. I'm not happy about it. But, you know, that does help. And uh, the defense is pretty good. Oh, speaking of defensive players going down, rest in peace Danny Trevathan's elbow um (laughs) I hate when players get hurt I promise I do but Danny Trevathan's elbow injury was crazy it looked really bad if you haven't seen the video and you can stomach it I'd go watch it um but I do I definitely think that um the 49ers are vulnerable. I think that the Patriots are vulnerable. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, the Chiefs have you know lost three games with Mahomes starting. Uh, that, I mean, their that defense is terrible. Their defense is horrible. Um, I, you know, if we had to play him in the Super Bowl, I'd definitely be scared of Mahomes. But I'm not worried about that defense whatsoever. Uh, they, they're terrible. The Titans put 35 on them, and the Titans' offense struggles mightily almost every week. Uh, I like the Tannehill swap. I've been telling a few of my buddies that Tannehill's better than Mariota before the season even started, and uh, he disagreed with me, but watch the games. It's happening. Uh, I tried to tell him. but uh, that And then and, and going to the other thing, uh, the Saints. The Saints, I know it was a – see, the Saints and the Falcons game, that's kind of a trick. A lot of people are going to give the Saints a lot of crap, but the Falcons – the Falcons are a rival. The Falcons are an in-division rival. The Falcons are mad, embarrassed. They were 1-7. and seven. So I'm not saying, the, I'm not one of those guys that's overreacting like, oh, the Saints are trash. They lost to the Falcons. No, that's not the case. It's just like the Packers losing to the Chargers. The Packers are the better team. The Chargers were better that day. It's the same with the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, the Falcons had seven sacks coming into the, to that game and had six on Drew Brees. Like, it's not, that's not sustainable. They're not going to keep it up. The Falcons are still a bad team. That played better than the Saints that day. That's all it is. But, but because seeing that, uh, the Saints are vulnerable. They're not unbeatable. They, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's unbeatable. No, I'm just joking. But um, they're they're not unbeatable. They looked unbeatable for a while. Um, other than the game that Breeze went out and they lost to the Rams, they looked unbeatable, and I was nervous about them. I'm still nervous about them. They're still a good team, but they're beatable now, and we know that. Uh, I wouldn't say that the Falcons gave a blueprint. Uh, the Falcons just played better. That's all it was. The the Saints' offense was stale, and uh, I, I think that's all. It, that's all it is. That's all it chalks up to. Um, 
that's all for this week. Uh, I know that we're going to have the bye week. I'm still going to have an episode next week. Uh, I'll try to get some good content in even without the having a game. Uh, I'll dig into how practice is going and maybe talk about some game plan for the 49ers. Um, so thank you for listening to the second episode of the Lombardi Season Podcast. See you guys next week. What's good? It's your boy, Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it.